Welcome to this week's episode of Sharing the Light. Thank you for listening and for sharing the podcast with your friends and loved ones. The podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. However you're listening, thank you for joining the show. My name is Michael Christensen, and throughout my life in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and particularly during my service as a bishop, I heard many members express a sentiment that goes something like this, quote, I just don't think I'll make it to the celestial kingdom because then follows a list of weaknesses, bad habits, shortcomings, past mistakes, or perceived sins of omission that make the individual feel like he or she just doesn't measure up. Not now and not ever. They are simply unfit for exaltation. Ever felt that way? I know I have. It's a heartbreaking outlook, but is it true? Am I going to fall short? Are you? In the last days of his mortal life, the prophet Lehi gathered his children one by one to offer his final words of counsel and instruction. In the midst of his counsel to Jacob, nearly hidden in the middle of a verse, is a powerful truth that has become one of my favorite teachings in the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. Lehi tells his son in 2 Nephi chapter 2, verse 3, quote, I know that thou art redeemed, end quote. How did Lehi know this? How did he have such certainty and assurance regarding his son's future exaltation? More importantly, how can we find for ourselves and for those we love the same certainty that we will be heirs of eternal life? How we long to be like Lehi, who was able to express such confidence in his son's celestial future. Now, surely Lehi felt the way he did because Jacob was such a valiant son. After all, Jacob joined his brother Nephi in faithfully following their father-slash-prophet, and Jacob spent his days in the service of God. He became a prophet like his father and brother before him. It is from Jacob that we receive some of the most powerful and clear instruction on the Savior in the Book of Mormon. Clearly, Jacob was a good, righteous man. That's why Lehi knew he was redeemed, right? Actually, no. Ponder the full statement from Lehi to his son. Quote, I know that thou art redeemed, comma, because of the righteousness of thy Redeemer. End quote. Lehi's statement to Jacob had little to do with Jacob's personal righteousness and everything to do with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And the same is true for our salvation. While serving in the Oregon Portland mission as a young man, my mission president, Edward D. Smith, invited us at his own conference to read the Book of Mormon one word at a time. At first, I had a flippant inward reaction to his invitation. Of course we're going to read it one word at a time. How else would we read it, I thought. But that invitation has come to bless my life and provide me with many insights. The scriptures are written carefully, by inspiration. We should read them in the same manner. One verse that I struggled to correctly understand early in my life, and that I know has been misinterpreted by many others, is 2 Nephi chapter 25, verse 23, which concludes with the words, quote, For we know that it is by grace that we are saved after all we can do, end quote. Many times we read the words, after all we can do, 
and assume that we have to grit our teeth, do everything we can on our own, and then, and only then, the Savior will step in and help. This false understanding believes the Savior merely makes up the difference between our best efforts and the celestial standard when he in fact makes all the difference every step of the way. Elder David A. Bednar taught, quote, Most of us clearly understand that the atonement is for sinners. I am not so sure, however, that we know and understand that the atonement is also for saints, for good men and women who are obedient and worthy and conscientious and who are striving to become better and serve more faithfully. I frankly do not think many of us get it concerning this enabling and strengthening aspect of the atonement, and I wonder if we mistakenly believe we must make the journey from good to better and become a saint all by ourselves through sheer grit, willpower, and discipline, and with our obviously limited capacities. He continues, quote, Brothers and sisters, the gospel of the Savior is not simply about avoiding bad in our lives. It also is essentially about doing good and becoming good. And the atonement provides help for us to overcome and avoid bad and to do and become good. There is help from the Savior for the entire journey of life, from bad to good to better and to change our very nature. End quote. So what then do we do with the words, all we can do? This is one instance where reading the Book of Mormon one word at a time has blessed my life. In Alma chapter 24, the king of the anti-Nephi-Lehi's holds a council with his people. These converted Lamanites are threatened by war and refuse to take up arms due to their past sins. It is here that the king offers a beautiful and correct interpretation of Nephi's all we can do. One day while reading the Book of Mormon, one word at a time, these words jumped off the page, and the Spirit touched my heart, connecting the dots of Alma 24 and 2 Nephi 25. Notice what the king says and how he says it, including the repeated wording. Quote, And now behold, my brethren, since it has been all that we could do, as we were the most lost of all mankind, to repent of our sins and the many murders which we had committed, and to get God to take them away from our hearts, for it was all we could do to repent sufficiently before God that he would take away our stain. End quote. Coincidental wording? I don't believe the Lord inspires his prophets haphazardly, and this particular wording provides a tender mercy of understanding in my own life, and I hope it does for you as well. If you're one who has read the words, All We Can Do, and thought you need to be perfect right now at keeping the commandments all the time, going above and beyond in every aspect of every calling you hold, being perfect in your efforts with Come Follow Me, Family Home Evening, Family Prayer, Family History and Temple Work, Temple Attendance, Missionary Work, and so much more, I invite you to shift to a simpler, scripture-based perspective. The invitation to do all we can do is simply an invitation to repent. It is an invitation to come unto Christ. The Savior is called the Savior because he saves us, completely and wholly. Jesus is truly, quote, the author and finisher of our faith, end quote. His only limitation is he can't save us in our sins. We have to repent 
to unlock his redeeming power in our lives. But once we do, we experience, quote, the immediate goodness of God, end quote. Listen carefully to these words of scripture regarding the Savior and our exaltation. While our personal efforts are a way for us to show our love for our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, and a key part of our eternal development, you'll see that in the grand scheme, it is not our personal righteousness, but the righteousness of our Redeemer that saves and exalts us. Hebrews 7.25, quote, Wherefore he, meaning the Savior, is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them, end quote. And the famous Moroni 10.32 tells us, quote, Yea, come unto Christ, and be perfected in him, end quote. One of my favorite verses comes from the Doctrine and Covenants, section 45. Quote, Listen to him who is the advocate with the Father, who is pleading your cause before him, saying, Father, behold the sufferings and death of him who did no sin, in whom thou wast well pleased. Behold the blood of thy Son, which was shed, the blood of him whom thou gavest, that thyself might be glorified. Wherefore, Father, spare these my brethren that believe on my name, that they may come unto me and have everlasting life. End quote. As we repent and show that repentance by entering into covenants with our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, it is then our covenant relationship with the Savior that makes it possible for us to be exalted. On our own, we would forever fall short and could never hope to be truly clean at the judgment bar. But in a covenant relationship with Christ, with his righteousness coupled with our repentance, the scriptures teach us that we, quote, may be found spotless, pure, fair, and white, having been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb at that great and last day, end quote. None of us are celestial material on our own, but the righteousness of our Redeemer opens the door to joyful, eternal possibilities. In speaking of those who will inherit the celestial kingdom, section 76 of the Doctrine and Covenants says they are, quote, just men and women made perfect through Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, who wrought out this perfect atonement through the shedding of his own blood, end quote. Is it any wonder, then, that Alma invites us to, quote, cry unto the Savior for mercy, for he is mighty to save. One of my favorite passages of scripture is Proverbs 3.5. It reads, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. I believe it is leaning on our own understanding that leads us to doubts about our individual chances to inherit eternal life. The gospel, on the other hand, brings us good news and hope. Quote, and what is it that ye shall hope for? Behold, I say unto you, that ye shall have hope through the atonement of Christ and the power of his resurrection to be raised unto life eternal, and this because of your faith in him. End quote. It is when we put our trust in the arm of the flesh that we stare our personal shortcomings in the eye and lose hope. Alternately, the gospel invites us to look to the Lord Jesus Christ, who truthfully tells each of us, quote, I am able to make you holy. If you're still having a hard time believing the Savior's words to you and the message of this podcast, then please listen to this hope-filled witness by an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, Boyd K. Packer. He said, quote, 
When you come to the temple and receive your endowment and kneel at the altar and be sealed, you can live an ordinary life and be an ordinary soul, struggling against temptation, failing and repenting, and failing again and repenting, but always determined to keep your covenants. Then the day will come when you shall receive the benediction. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Thank you for listening to Sharing the Light this week. I hope you found hope in this message and that you'll share it with others who need that same hope. When we trust in the Lord's power and the power of our covenant relationship with Him, we can liken Lehi's words unto ourselves and humbly say and believe, I know that I am redeemed because of the righteousness of my Redeemer.